0: The Bloody Pod Cassacre with Zach Walters and Kennedy Catherine. Happy Monday. And happy birthday.
1: Thank you. And also to you.
0: Thank you so much. We share a birthday month, though you are not a Cancer.
1: No, I am a Leo.
0: Which makes the most sense.
1: But my moon is in Cancer.
0: Your moon's in Cancer? Mm -hmm. Guess what? Leo rising.
1: Interesting. Taurus Taurus moon. Mm, I am um, a Scorpio rising.
0: Ah. Scorpios and Cancers are very compatible.
1: Which is interesting that those are my two.
0: Mm -hmm. That's why we work so well together.
1: Bada bing, bada boom. Here on the Bloody
0: Bodcastiker. I'm Zach s- Walters. I'm Kennedy Catherine. I think I said Bodcastiker, but... That's okay. It happens.
1: Um, One of our mutual friends, I don't know if you saw, did a little lip sync to our intro while they were listening to it.
0: What? No. Who? When? Where? How? Our friend
1: Colin. He posted it on Instagram. No, I didn't see it. It's gone now. Oh, he was listening it. to the opening theme song and lip syncing along and dancing. It was really cute. I don't know why I didn't repost it.
0: Aww. Um,
1: I just messaged from my personal account.
0: Said I missed it. Did he take us in it? Yes. Ugh, I'm the worst. That's
1: okay. Um
0: Colin, download it and send it to me. So Thirteen Ghosts. I'm just gonna get right into it.
1: Yeah. First off, we were sent this movie as a recommendation.
0: Yes, thank you. From our listeners, Becca,
1: Becca and is it Marquis or Marquis?
0: I don't want to do this right now. I'm embarrassed. I know. I, I feel like we it's... should know. I know. If it's French Marquis.
1: Yeah. But if it's not, Marquis. <laughs>
0: I don't know that anybody's name, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to make sweeping statements about people's names because we both have extremely easy names. Yes. I'm so sorry, you guys Um, or you folk.
1: But we were sent in this recommendation. I had seen this movie before. I
0: had not even heard of it. Um, Let me open this email as well. Rebecca.
1: Yes, Rebecca. But she signed off. Becca. Yes, of course. Our best friend. Our best friend, Rebecca. Um. But in the email, they said, we were wondering if you consider 13 Ghosts as a suggestion. It's super corny, but fun. And one huge redeeming quality is the DVD bonus content. And it has all the backstories of the ghosts, And it's honestly better than the movie itself. (laughs) It was
0: better than the movie itself. And then
1: I wrote, Mama, this is hot garbage. (laughs) And I thought that that was still in the email. (laughs) And I was like, good for Becca. Um, I do have this DVD somewhere in my apartment. You
0: do? Yeah. For what reason? So
1: my friend jenna we were at her cabin years ago and she was telling me about the amount
0: of stories that start with i was at
1: x jenna's cabin oh yeah she was telling me about how this was the most terrifying movie she's ever seen growing up like the jackal i gave her nightmares all of this stuff right so we watched it it was like midnight i think i slept through a lot of it it is so incredibly boring there's good groundwork to it, it's just not executed well enough, is my issue.
0: I'm not even sure where to begin about what I think is wrong with this movie, because it's a lot.
1: A lot of the reviews were mostly negative. I was looking online. Can,
0: can I read my favorite review that sums up exactly how yes. I feel? Yes. This film was a critical and financial disappointment, and boy, <laughs> was it ever.
1: You know, sounds like an autobiography. <laughs> But yeah, so the reviews are really negative. It had a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Metacritic had about a 30 out of a 100, so 30%. And then my favorite review is from Roger Ebert. I think that's who you say his name? Ebert. Ebert. God bless. He's gone. R.I.P. Yes. But he included this movie in his 2005 Most Hated Films.
0: This movie came out in 2001.
1: Yes, but for some reason... Oh, he... most hated of all time? Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> even worse.
1: Um, that's, that's what we're working with. Yes.
0: Here's some of my feelings about just like the general vibe of this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the vibe is. Like the energy of this film <laughs> is all over the place. It's so... But it is... If I say this to the right people, they will understand. It is exactly 2001. If you think 2001 late night Disney Channel Halloween movie mixed with... Horrible Canadian cinema and yes. like some weird adventure film. That's kind of what this is. This is one of those movies that if you were like s- between the ages of 12 and 17 and you were somewhere with your friends, with your partner, Charlie, I'm trying to speak right now. Thank you. And you'd had like a cocktail or you'd imbibed in some way. Yeah. This could become
1: it. It. She, the, she's that would the be moment. It.
0: You know, it would be your favorite awful movie of all time that you would talk about forever. It would be like your friend's movie. Mm-hmm. Watching this alone in your house is nothing short of depressing.
1: No. And it's just like the makeup doesn't hold up. The graphics don't hold up. Th- nothing holds up in this movie.
0: But it is beloved.
1: It is such a cult cool classic in so many people's like minds. And I don't, I really don't see it.
0: I was watching the DVD extra that explains the backstory of all the ghosts, which, Becca, you are so right. It is way better than the movie. The voiceover is actually incredibly well done. It's done Jean, by... I didn't,
1: I didn't go watch any of it. Oh,
0: you did not do your homework then. I'm sorry. But it's done by... It's voiced by the um, Cyrus, the guy okay, who yeah. fakes his own death. Spoiler alert. It's actually really interesting. It's probably mm. more interesting than the movie itself, as she said. I think I already said that. Yes. Uh, it's Okay. And all of the comments, and it's it's a video that has been viewed many times, mm-hmm. are really positive. I think it's one of those movies that if you just caught it at the right time, it becomes like a childhood favorite. And one of the comments was earnestly talking about how good the makeup was. It wasn't. No. The set design was pretty phenomenal. Well. First was, time.
1: Yes, but looking at it now, it is messy.
0: I was also watching on my computer, but I found it hard to sort of figure out, like, the dimensions of anything or what a well, room dif- even was. Well,
1: differentiate with, what part anyone is in. Because mm. they're like, oh, Bobby, that could be a character. I have no it idea. It is. It's the sun. Okay, yeah. Bobby's in the basement. And then it was like, there's a
0: basement?
1: It literally, there was just so many, like...
0: It's a it, house of glass for everybody who is not understanding.
1: Also, Kennedy has coffee in her mouth. Yeah, she doesn't... She didn't just get um, a little stroke. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it is a house of glass, but it's not like a house of mirrors where you think you'll get lost in it. Like
0: you know, when you would go to a house, um a house <laughs> once again, early two thousands. That would have sometimes they were windows, but sometimes they were like internal decor, and it was those frosted cube bricks. Yeah, that's what this house was, mm-hmm. but with Latin.
1: <laughs> yes. All over the windows. Latin
0: phrases inscribed on all of the glass sheets. Yes. Should we just really quickly get into this plot so we can lace into this film? Yes. Okay. Please. So we start this movie on the most ridiculous scene in sort of like a junkyard. I can't even begin Which to this describe.
1: junkyard is the like biggest sound stage, just like you can see that it is. Mm-hmm. Bad.
0: <laughs> I don't even mention this, but there is a Semi, like a pickup truck, that (laughs) just
1: shoots out blood, but from the front. Yep, and it's like it looks like it's supposed like emulate like a fire truck almost, Mm -hmm. but it's just squirting out blood, a fountain of blood on On each side. For what? (laughs) Literally, it has no purpose.
0: I kind of thought at like not even trying to be funny in this first scene. I thought it was a comedy because the acting is so bad.
1: Well, and so over the top.
0: And these are not bad actors. Like It's a
1: good cast. It
0: is. Matthew Lillard plays Arthur, who I'm going to talk about. And Beth Davids, who is, a lot of people won't know that name, but she's Miss Honey from Matilda, mm-hmm. is, uh, what is she? A um, Whatchamacallit?
1: I can't remember her name. A,
0: a Kalina. She's a spirit liberator. So basically- Spirit liberator. That she was, was the word, yeah. She was like ghost rights, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's trying to help the ghosts out. So- It all happens in this junkyard, and it it truly is a comical scene.
1: It's a lot to take in.
0: You know when the sound design is just bad enough where a person had to be acting like they were screaming over sound, but the sound doesn't match what they're screaming over? Mm -hmm. That was that entire scene. Yes. So, ghost hunter Cyrus is killed in his mission to capture a ghost in this first scene. Cyrus's nephew, Arthur, is informed that he has inherited Cyrus's mansion. Arthur is broke and out of luck. He's a widow. He's got two kids. They also have a nanny, Maggie, who is the same age as his oldest daughter. I don't know (laughs) why she's employed if they're broke, but that's this family that's living together in this rundown apartment. So he decides to move there into this house with his, his two children and the nanny. The residence is made entirely of glass sheets inscribed with Latin phrases, which Dennis, who is Cyrus's psychic, oh, Cyrus's psychic assistant. Yes, mm-hmm. that's Matthew Lillard. He recognizes this as barrier spells that is keeping ghosts out. And he discovers that the 12 angry ghosts that Cyrus had captured are imprisoned in the house, held captive by the spells. Before leaving the house, the estate lawyer unwillingly triggers a mechanism that releases the ghosts. He dies when a set of sliding doors cut him in half, quite literally. Bobby the son sees several of the ghosts, including the Withered Lover, because all of the ghosts have titles. Yes. So...
1: Which, I really like the titles of a lot of them.
0: Yeah, that YouTube video is about, it's the backstory of all the ghosts, and it is not bad. Like, it's well done, and it's interesting. And there is a lot of backstory, but none of the backstory is included in the movie, which I think is a mistake. they do,
1: they do, like, the little book flip through towards, like, the end, like, right before it. And I really enjoyed, like, all the sketches. The sketches were so scary. Mm -hmm. I was like, these are good. And then they would, like, do the flash to the, like, actual makeup monster ghosts, and I was like...
0: Yeah, not well executed. Bobby sees this weathered lever, and it's his mom who died in a house fire when he was a kid. Was that
1: Spy Kid's mom? No, it was not. It looked like her at the end, but Mm -mm. I didn't go look it up.
0: So Bobby gets knocked unconscious and is dragged away. Classic Bobby. Dennis, the psychic assistant, uses a pair of spectral glasses that allow the wearer to see the supernatural realm to avoid ghosts. One of the most dangerous ghosts attacks Kathy and Arthur, but they're saved by Kalina, the spirit liberator, attempting to free the ghosts. Kathy disappears, and the four adults gather in the library, where Arthur learns his wife's ghost is also in the house. Kalina explains that the house is a machine, powered by the captive ghosts. The only way to shut it down is through the creation of a 13th ghost from a sacrifice of love. Arthur realizes that he must become the ghost to save his children. But. (laughs) armed with the spectral glasses, Arthur and Dennis enter the basement to find the children. Dennis barricades Arthur behind a glass sheet for his protection, but is beaten to death by two of the dangerous ghosts. It is revealed that Cyrus actually faked his death to lure Arthur, his own nephew to the house. And Kalina is actually his partner. Cyrus has orchestrated the abduction of Kathy and Bobby so that Arthur will become the 13th ghost which will not stop the machine, as Kalina had claimed, but it will trigger its activation. Cyrus kills Kalina because she objects to putting the children in danger and summons the ghosts to activate the machine. In the main hall, Arthur witnesses all 12 ghosts orbiting a clockwork device of rotating metal rings with his children at the center. He fights Cyrus while Maggie disrupts the machine's controls, releasing the ghosts from its power and causing the machine to go haywire. For anyone who doesn't remember, Maggie is the nanny. The ghosts hurl Cyrus into the moving rings, slicing him in pieces. With the encouragement of Dennis's ghosts, Arthur jumps through the machine safely to protect his children. The walls of the house shatter as the malfunctioning machine rips itself apart, freeing the ghosts. Arthur's wife's ghost tells him that she loves them before she disappears. As the family departs from the house, Maggie angrily declares that she is quitting as a nanny.
1: I hated the ending of this movie. Well, I mean, not that I liked the rest of it, but like... It's just your classic 1999 to, like, mid-2000s, like, ending of a movie. It's like, ha, 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 ha. It's
0: this weird, like, haunted mansion style, dark, thundery weather mixed with hip-hop.
1: Yep. That's it. That's it. That is the perfect explanation. Mm -hmm. And there should be a term coined for it, but we don't have one. We don't have one. If you have a suggestion, please let us know, or if there is... a term for mid-2000s.
0: Hip-hopery mixed with strange weather. I would like to know about it. Ghosts in this house? Of course in this house. If it was next door, I wouldn't give a shit. Great line.
1: <laughs> that was, I I did have a little chuckle. That was pretty good. Um, Other than this movie being awful, <laughs> I really wanted a Razor scooter.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: Like, the way Bobby was ripping around.
0: Yeah. Did just, you not have one growing up?
1: I did, okay. but I just... I want one again, even though I don't think, like, electric scooters now are ten times better. Yeah. Love me an electric scooter.
0: hmm Tell me some of your thoughts.
1: So, some of my thoughts. One of my favorite lines, actually, Shaggy, yeah. f- who was Matthew Lillard. In the beginning of the movie, he has, like, a bottle of Xanax or a bottle of Adivan, and his boss kicks it out of his hands. Sure does. One, I would leave the job Right then and there. Immediately. Nobody is going to let me kick my bottle of quick fixes, <laughs> up in the air, and I'd be like, get to work. I'd be like, I'm going to kill everybody here. I'd
0: be like, I can't function without those. Also, do you want to pay for my next refill, you motherfucker?
1: Good Like getting an extra bottle without a...
0: Going to a different doctor and really having to rig the system.
1: That's a whole other story. <laughs> but my favorite part is when he was like, 13 ghosts, I only signed up for 12. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Laying down the footwork of your contract. 12 was my limit. 13. How dare you? But
0: then Cyrus is like, but there's going to be 13. Aren't you psychic? Didn't you see that? And I was like, fair point. Also, why was he psychic? I don't know. It, it didn't was really so, serve much of a purpose. No, and it,
1: his psychic abilities weren't that he was having visions. He just had flashes when he would either touch somebody's shoulder or like hold their hand. And it was just like a violent, fiery flash of nothing. But the one thing that I did really like was that lawyer's death.
0: A lot of the deaths were good. Even mm-hmm. um, when Kalina, the partner, gets she gets squished. It's a little ridiculous because all they kind of do is, like, flatten her. Yeah.
1: But it still looks cool. The special effects, like, gore-wise, mm-hmm. were done really well in this movie, mm-hmm. minus the blood truck.
0: <laughs> I loved <laughs> it, though. I did love True. the blood
1: truck. I really liked that scene. I wish I knew how they did it because mm-hmm. they made... When we say he was cut in half, he wasn't cut in half, like...
0: So it was cut in half, like, sideways rather than down the center of his body. Yes.
1: So front half of him and his back half of him were split in half. Right. And his front half of him in these glass doors slid slowly down to the floor, while the back half of him with like parts of his eyes and everything which i was like his eyes wouldn't be in there no um we're still there and then they slowly slid down leaving a sludge of raspberry jam on mm-hmm.
0: the mm-hmm. glass mm-hmm.
1: i really wish i knew how they did this scene because the front half of him looks so flat on that glass this part is so well done
0: mm-hmm. it didn't seem like a movie with a lot of computer generated effects so i'm assuming no, but that it that all was...
1: went into that weird hourglass Oh right. machine right, is where right, i think right, right. majority of their budget went into mm-hmm. which i hated
0: it reminded me it's just like an amalgamation of so many strange movies it kind of reminded me of a house with a clock in its walls
1: haven't seen it but we oh, both know that good movie really
0: i loved that movie oh interesting i loved it isn't
1: it a children's movie
0: yes it is but, Which I'm not judging.
1: I'm just not comparing it to, like, an actual, like, horror film.
0: No, I wouldn't say it's a children's movie. I feel like it's got a lot of content that would go over a kid's head. I would say a young adult film. Okay. Like a 12, 13-year-old kid. Um, I watched it um, stoned in theaters. And there was a, a very unexpected Holocaust reference that threw me. That I was like, yeah, I don't think that this is for a six-year-old.
1: You never know. Think about movies that we watched as child... Children? Yes.
0: I mean, a you know, lot of kids' movies have jokes and content made specifically for the adults watching with their kids.
1: Because I'm sure that they would like to have something mm-hmm. that is relatively funny if they're watching it.
0: But I watched it actually with my mom and her friend one night when we were out at our cabin, and they like both, again. Yeah, And they both liked it, and I've also watched it again. I've watched it multiple times. I have a
1: art. This PVR is <laughs> such. Oh my god, an old person thing to say. God, sorry. One thing that I was, I love to like go do some research to see like, you know, what other people thought. Yeah. And there were so many Reddit posts in the like horror sub Reddit that was just like the titles of Why Isn't 13 Girls? Why isn't 13 13 Girls more popular?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I saw a lot of comments being like, this is such an underrated film. And I just... I'm not trying to be an asshole. I really don't understand what the appeal is.
1: Like, so this person's comment said, for instance, the ghost called Jackal was pretty scary, which I do admit it is the scariest one. That's the one with the cage.
0: Yeah. I also thought that was a woman.
1: It's because of the long hair and the feminine features, yes. which I think the makeup didn't play, which I don't think it's supposed to be a masculine or feminine, feminine character. It's a man. Hmm. It's just very feminine. <laughs> God bless me. But they also loved the hammer, the juggernaut, the angry princess, which... Why did the angry princess have to be...
0: There was (sighs) a number of very gratuitous sexual scenes. Even the one where the daughter is being uh, attacked by the jackal. Yeah, and and... ripped to
1: shreds, but only her front of her shirt and like her bra.
0: And it's this weird slow-mo moment where her bra is exposed, but her dad is the one trying to fight for her.
1: And then the soul catcher, what was her name? Kalina. What was her real title? Liberator.
0: Yeah, Spirit Liberator.
1: Yes, she came. And I thought it was Sarah Connor from Terminator at first. They look similar. And I was like, oh, I get her role. Mm. And I also thought she was going to be like a final girl-esque.
0: Oh, no, she got straight up killed.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, whatever. She was disposable. I was like, oh, she's going to be a final final girl, but she's not the actual final girl. It's going to be like a daughter. Even though I had seen this movie before, I remembered... Like I said, none of it. Right. But continuing on with the Reddit post, they said that the house and machine was unique. Most of the setting was at one location, which I agree is nice. It's not all over the place. But not to mention there was a happy ending where the ghosts cross over, the family survived, and the evil people died. And? And? Like, could care less.
0: It's not like it's a revolutionary formula.
1: Yes, you want the evil people to die, but I also want the nice people to die.
0: I don't really give a fuck about moral... A moral outcome in a film. I just want to enjoy the content and be entertained. And whether the villain, the quote unquote villain or the hero wins, which is like generally not that relevant, I don't care. Same. I mean, think about um, Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Leatherface. That's our real final girl. But like from True. on a moral scale, like that's not the person we want to win. Nobody. But we rooted for her.
1: Yeah. And she did it.
0: She did the damn she thing. She
1: slayed the runway on the highway but quite literally slayed true Mm. did you know that this was a remake
0: i did and can i tell you a fact about that that i thought was very interesting it's probably the same one that you
1: yeah it's probably i was gonna say it's probably the exact same fact three two one
0: glasses
1: yes it's about the glasses
0: yeah so the movie is not actually a remake content wise like it's Mm -hmm. very it's not similar But the original was one of the original 3D sort of movies. It wasn't actually 3D. Basically, they just put a filter on the ghosts. And so they had the blue and red lenses that they gave to the people watching. And then they put a blue filter over the ghosts so that when they put the glasses on, the ghost would appear. Mm -hmm. So they had like the audience had a say in whether or not they wanted to see the ghosts, essentially. So then in this movie, to sort of pay homage to that, they, they added the spectral glasses,
1: the racquetball glasses.
0: Which, what? Oh my god, you're so
1: right. They're racquetball glasses with flashlights glued on either side.
0: I actually thought that was a very cool concept.
1: It was, but why do they have to have flashlights on them? I get it to make it more technical.
0: Yeah, it's very Spy Kids. I love Spy Kids.
1: I love Spy Kids. The first two are like literally perfection. The third one, a lot of people hate, but I still love it.
0: I just realized that this is somehow the second time we've brought up Spy Kids in this podcast.
1: I don't remember the first time. Because you
0: asked if Carly Gugino was the mom in this. She's the mom in Spy Kids. Oh,
1: I thought you meant in the podcast as a whole, like a series.
0: Oh, we've definitely talked about it before. <laughs> There's no way we haven't. You're
1: right. You're right. I do I do say Spy Kids mom, just like that phrase a lot in my life in general. Me too.
0: She does have a name.
1: I could. I know it's Carla. Carla Gugino. No. It's Gugino. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gugino. <laughs> <laughs> Kate. speaking of... There's a new movie that was put on Netflix. I thought it was supposed to be a theater release, Gunpowder Milkshake. Oh. That has a lot of really great people in it, including her. It is trash. Oh, I
1: see. I put it on my list. And by that, I mean download
0: it. It's a fun, entertaining watch. Kind of reminds me of Sucker Punch, which she was also in.
1: Do you like Sucker Punch? I do like Sucker Punch. A lot. Okay. Thank God. Sucker Punch is one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Sucker Punch came out at, like, the exact time that I needed it. I remember watching it in theaters and being so moved. I
1: wish I would have went and saw it in theaters. Oh, it was amazing. We had, growing up in, like, the small town, which, I think I told you this, the theater that I... Mm -hmm. it's It's gone now, which makes me very sad. But we got, you know, the big box office hits. We didn't... We had one screen. It was Iron Man. It was the Disney movies, or it was, like, the older adult Yep movies so we didn't have things like sucker punch come to the theater Mm. i think i just either bought the movie or just like rented it once when then i bought it because i can see it it's the last movie right there i bought Mm. the steelbook version and i just remember absolutely adoring that movie and a lot of people hated it really yes it has a lot of negative reviews towards it oh
0: you know it probably came out i would assume when i was like 14 ish
1: came out in 2011
0: Oh, I was older than that then. Mm. I was, yeah, I was older than that. How old the fuck old was I in 2011? Um, So I was just like the perfect age for that sort of, things like that have a feminist theme, but of a time that doesn't age super well, I would say. We've become, there's a lot of those things have come so much more to social consciousness that we can really, really pick at content that was made in the earlier 2000s and say, yeah, I was trying to send this message, but ultimately it fell flat. At that time, at that age, it was perfect for me.
1: Do you know who directed it? I don't. Zack Snyder. It's one of his movies.
0: I did not know that.
1: Mm -hmm. A movie we need to do. Not Invited. Yes. (laughs) What a great movie. Oh
0: fucking fantastic. I haven't seen it in so movie. long. I saw
1: goosebumps. I at my legs.
0: <laughs> that is one of wow, we need to do that immediately.
1: Oh, I forgot about that movie. But Emily Blunt is not her name. Emily Browning. Banning. Um I loved her in that movie. She's a very great actress, and I kinda wish she would come back and do some more stuff. I haven't seen her in anything recently. Me neither.
0: I wonder like if she's just working in, you know, films that we're not seeing, or if it's she's possible. not really working much.
1: But Vanessa Hudgens was in that movie, which was such a... It was her first movie that wasn't light, you know? Mm -hmm. Which was... A lot of people were not happy with, but I was like, she played a great character in this.
0: I don't remember her super well. In you're talking about Sucker Punch.
1: Yes. Right. It was the first movie that she, like, swore in, but they Mm -hmm. did blur it out. She says motherfucker, but then... Uh, They, like, cut it off. But with her shooting the machine gun at the dragon.
0: Oh, uh, right. I always forget it has those sort of like cartoonish anime elements to it.
1: Yes. Mm. And I can't remember who else is in that movie. Not Amber Heard. She's not in it.
0: No, it's Jenna Malone, I think. That's who
1: I'm thinking of, yes. I also really loved, once again, Classic Zach. Loved the soundtrack of that movie. It's
0: great. Emily have... Browning sings. Yeah, I still um... have that um, Sweet Dreams. She sings the, Year of the Mix song.
1: Yes, and she sings Asleep by you know the band everyone knows the the band
0: well you haven't given me any context clues asleep yes um welcome to 13 ghosts the podcast about sucker punch how would we even end up here oh, the mom smiths. from spy kids it all comes from yes. a
1: circle um, oh the smiths yeah
0: yeah okay
1: but that soundtrack it introduced me to bjork mm. for the first time army of me was a song that was in that movie yeah. and I was like, who is this? Got very interested in it. Oh, Abby Cornish is also in it.
0: Oh, right. She, her and Jenna Malone are sisters in that movie, I think. Yes. Yeah.
1: They are. And then Jamie Chung is also in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Oscar Isaac's in it. Oscar John Isaac Hamm, is in it. Scott Glenn. Oh my God. This movie.
0: Everybody go watch Sucker Punch.
1: It only has a six out of 10.
0: <sighs> well, I haven't seen it in years, so I'm not going to vouch too heavy for it, but I did love it at the time.
1: Me too. I think I still will like it.
0: Anyways, back to uh...
1: (laughs) 13 Ghosts. We were talking about the 3D filter that they created.
0: Yeah, so the the glasses were just no match to That is essentially all it is.
1: Um, I liked that they called... So William Castle, who was the director of the original one, Mm -hmm. told the audience that those who were quote-unquote brave were the ones who were able to see the ghosts in 3D.
0: Oh, So
1: I really liked it. But then I was like... If you were watching it without the 3D, do you think you'd be able to see them?
0: I think, given technology at the time, I saw a couple clips of it. I think you could make them out. Okay, but I don't it would think be you more could. More prominent s- yeah. and
1: pronounced with them. Because
0: mm-hmm. what year did that come out?
1: 1960. Right. The interesting thing is, since 3D wasn't a coined term yet, it used to be called illusiono. No. Oh. So
0: simpler times.
1: And it was just like cellophane pieces. It wasn't like any plastic or anything. Mm-hmm. And you only had to look through a single color with both eyes.
0: Did you not in your lifetime have three glasses that were cellophane? I did.
1: Yes. Okay. But these ones were just either single blue or single red. It wasn't a both.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: You could either look through complete red or complete blue. Mm-hmm. This movie was a lot of like first. Or like seconds and lasts for a lot of people. So the director only directed this for the new version, the one that we're talking about. He directed this and then Go Ship, and has never made another movie.
0: Who is that? Not Robert Zemeckis, because I thought that's who directed
1: this. Nope, Steve Beck. Oh. Um, and that he directed then Go Ship in two thousand two, and those were his only two movies. But this was also one of the first major American studios with three Arab American leads.
0: Wow, good for them.
1: But then the person who played the Angry Princess, her name was Shauna Lloyd. I think it's Lawyer. A lot of people were circulating that she was an adult film actress by the name of Aria Giovanni with a pseudonym.
0: Sorry, say that again? I fell down the Robert Zemeckis um, rabbit hole because I was trying to figure out... I know that his name is on this movie.
1: The Angry Princess. Right. She was... Well, had a small cult following after the movie because a lot of people thought the actress, who was Shawna Lawyer, mm-hmm. was actually an adult film actress by the name of Aria Giovanni using a pseudonym. Oh, okay. Um, but it was incorrect. But this adult film actress did do another movie, which was a parody, as an adult film called 13 Erotic Ghosts.
0: That's... Amazing.
1: (laughs) Always a classic.
0: Real quick. Okay, so yeah, Robert Zemeckis did produce this movie. I had this in my notes, but I don't know if I said it at the beginning. I was certain when I first turned this movie on that it was Canadian. It is. It's Mm -hmm. American Canadian.
1: Classic. Yeah.
0: You can always tell.
1: I know. There's just like some sort of like grit that's not in a good way that you can tell that it's Canadian. It
0: is not a good thing. But it's like a weird
1: filter, almost, where it's just like, this is Canadian. It feels like we're, like, three steps behind on, like, lenses Mm -hmm, and, like, technology mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. just, we're just scraping by. Even though we allow all these amazing films to be filmed in Canada, we can't do it ourselves for some (laughs) reason. We need
0: help. Do you know what I always think of when I think of just Canadian media? And I hope this registers for you at all. Sue Thomas, FBI.
1: I have not seen that show in... Couldn't tell you how long. A
0: classic. It's spelled Sue Thomas F-B-E-Y-E because she is deaf.
1: That ran for quite a while, didn't it?
0: Hell yeah, it did.
1: Anyways, the last two things, two things, (laughs) I want to get into are... So, well, one thing, in one of the walls in the house, the Lord's Prayer is etched into it in Latin, which is fun, I guess, but... One of the main kind of things about these 12 ghosts are that they are supposed to represent something called the Black Zodiac. Okay. Which is the counterpart of what we know as Western astrological zodiac. So we have, you and I are Cancer and Leos. Mm -hmm. It represents the evil side of a human creature. It's supposed to be like your darker side, but that it's not supposed to manipulate or like it's not supposed to be like evil but that it's supposed to be like
0: your shadow self almost which is not inherently a bad thing but it's just like the darker aspects
1: i did do a little search Mm -hmm. of what our black zodiac signs are so yours Mm -hmm. cancer which is june 21st to july 22nd 22nd felt like a very weird word saying it out loud yours is the serpent
0: That seems very right.
1: So the serpent is a symbol of wisdom and deceit. You are both cunning and clever, and Mm. people may regard you as a low, wretched, and maybe even repulsive Mm. person, but you know how to use these to your advantage. Trust is a weakness that you can exploit outstandingly. Your virtues are insidious, and your ways are elegant.
0: That feels too on the nose. (laughs) Low, wretched, (laughs) and insidious.
1: And then mine, which is Leo which is July 23rd to August 22nd (laughs) It's the war maiden,
0: the war maiden, the
1: war maiden. Okay. So it says the war maiden is a paradox. You appreciate beauty and anticipate decay. This conflicting nature of yours may be regarded as puzzling and ultimately disturbing by others. Thus, very few can see the beauty of your ways. Seeing through comforting lies enables you to embrace the hardships of reality. You stand in the thin line between the evil and the benign.
0: So you're just like an observant, all-knowing person, and I'm a cunt.
1: I didn't write it, and (laughs) I didn't say that, but... (laughs) Like, why doesn't the Zodiac, which is all these positives, which, I mean, it does come with negatives, but that you have this positive side, but you don't have this other side to it?
0: Mm, I think it does. I think it's just really dependent on what you read and where you read it. That's true. Because I think astrology has just been so co-opted as, like, this like fun little thing that people get invested in and a lot of the stuff that you read just like passively or on the surface is really like and you are super organized and also really good at conversation and And you're like
1: like, wow me me even though it's not you at all no since you can't have a conversation to save your life me no
0: oh i was like all i do is talk
1: no i'm talking about other people the royal we pardon me (laughs) the royal we oh
0: so, um, I have a question. What ghost spooked you the most?
1: Hmm. I did really like the torso, which was a paraplegic.
0: Oh, actually?
1: Yes. It was a paraplegic, which they put a green screen mask over his face, mm-hmm. and then they edited it out, which probably was most of their budget as well. The torso was fun because I liked the concept of it, even though it was literally wrapped in saran wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, Jackal obviously is... A giveaway because it is scary, but then I also liked the pilgrimess because I liked when she was like screaming. She was very classic ghost like to me, where it was like mm-hmm. white features, pale, there's no life left, and it was like the wind blown like screeching right and so I think that those would be my top mm-hmm. my top mm-hmm. three
0: mm-hmm. um i I didn't
1: ask for yours. was
0: really upset. I'm gonna tell you anyways, because yes. you don't actually have a choice. Um I was really upset by
1: the adult baby.
0: I, yeah, I uh, forgot
1: about that.
0: I am not kink-shaming by
1: any means. But he's just a baby. He doesn't have any money. <laughs> Broad City. What did I talk to you about that yesterday? You did. I know, but what was the context?
0: Of you saying, I'm just a baby, I have no money? Yeah. Is that I texted you that this ghost upset me. That's exactly what happened.
1: I have to go look at it. Yep, you did. Covered in vomit.
0: Because I just find. And I did
1: say he's just a baby. He doesn't have any money. Then you said into club. We all fam.
0: <laughs> if you guys are wondering what our text exchange looks like, that is it. That's it.
1: And then we don't talk to each other for like four weeks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then we check in and say, "I miss you. I love you. Cool. Cool. See you then." Um. Uh, I just find, first of all, it's very Munchausen Z, which yes. is the most upsetting concept to me. Mm-hmm. Able-bodied adults infantilizing themselves. It's something that I find so upsetting. It's just like a grown man sitting in a diaper in his own house. I just I I I simply can't put myself in that place. I won't do it. And this movie forced me to do that. And not only was he in a diaper, he was covered in vomit.
1: Being fed by his mother.
0: Oh God.
1: Who was three foot two.
0: If that.
1: Tiny woman.
0: Anyways, that's all I got left to say about this.
1: But was that your favorite? Yeah your favorite ghost was the man baby it
0: was the most upsetting
1: i thought maybe like your favorite was like one that you would hang out with
0: oh i wouldn't hang out with any of
1: those fuckers you wouldn't hang out with fake Spy Kids mom
0: she was like you know, a little crispy she was boring yeah she was a little boring she was a little crispy i think she'd probably just be sad that she died and her family kept living like i don't I'd be think... like
1: blah 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 move on
0: mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't think we'd have very much fun together
1: Fair. okay pilgrimist though no she would love to just like run in the streets
0: she would love modern society
1: <laughs> she would <laughs> Okay, let's wrap that up. You want to rate it?
0: Should I we? Yes. <laughs> Scary. Zero. Yeah. Unsettling. Zero.
1: A big old zero. Story. Story. Two. I was
0: going to say two, two. Paper cut. Bloody massacre. Paper cut. Same. I wasn't even going to try to be funny on this one. No. It was just a paper cut. No,
1: no, actually, this is my 13th reason why. Stop
0: it. The original 13 reasons
1: why. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Oh, God, somehow I just got in a real bad mood in the last 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: Because you know what? We went like, we were starting off like this. We dipped down and then we said, Sucker Punch? Emily Browning? And we were like, Actual Whoa? cinematic
0: genius? And then we had to circle back to this bullshit. Yeah. But thanks, Becca. And,
1: and... Mark. Mm-hmm. We love both of you. Thank you so much for listening and recommending this, though. Because yes, it yeah. is a movie. It
0: is a movie. <laughs> and it got made. And we should have known about that. Maybe. We all know
1: that it was made.
0: Send in your suggestions. We will be happy to do them. We have more that we need to do, but... Um,
1: We're trying to like put them into our schedule, and which makes the most sense.
0: Whether you guys can clue into the way that we schedule things or not, we have uh, a method to the madness. So uh, You guys know where to find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can send us an email at thebloodypodcastker at gmail.com. Until next time.
1: Terror has multiplied.